I'm Bridget Fettersey, and this is your weekly dumpster fire for the week of September 8th to September 14th. This week, I would like to thank Zen Pro Audio for the donation of the mic, Warren Dent. Thank you so much. We are so grateful. Hopefully, our sound quality will improve. I also want to thank John Buchanan from Audio Editing Solutions. He's helped us so much with our sound. Thank you so much. We could not do this without you. It is beyond anything I can even comprehend that you are so generous with your time and donations. So thank you. All right. Let's do this, ladies, shall we? Yeah, here we go. Okay. Wait, do we need to address anything? Like the flag? (laughs) (laughs) Actually, the flag is wrong. We know the flag is wrong. I do it to be annoying. I will repeat this every episode. I love every time I see the comment, your flag is wrong. I just die (laughs) laughing. All right, this week was quite a dumpster fire. We need to do this every day because the news that we're going to start with is already like 13,000 news cycles old, I feel like. This news, Chrissy Teigen and Donald Trump, this feels like it happened two years ago. Well, tell us what happened, Bridget. Well, Trump referred to Chrissy Teigen in a tweet as John Legend's filthy mouth wife and Chrissy clapped back, LOL, what a pussy ass bitch. I miss Celebrity Deathmatch on MTV. Celebrity Deathmatch. Do the millennials remember Celebrity Deathmatch, Sam? You're our resident millennial. You do? But you were watching a lot of TV. (laughs) Sam was a latchkey kid. (laughs) If you were a latchkey kid in the early 90s, you probably remember Celebrity Deathmatch too. We need to have that, I feel like, based on Twitter. I feel like America has just become B-list stars fighting on Twitter. I mean, this is a president fighting with a supermodel. Right. And he's being all passive aggressive and not naming her. And then she walks right into his trap. He's the troll in chief. Why do you even acknowledge that person and give him the attention that he craves from this woman? The unpopular opinion that I have, I'm not really in the cult of Chrissy Teigen. (laughs) I know I'm going to get like... I know, it's like, eh, canceled. She's fine, whatever. She has really funny moments, but I'm just not in that. I'm not in the cult. Is that so wrong? Okay, I think she's annoying. There's nothing more I can't stand than busted-ass Chrissy Teigen. I hate her so much. Which I actually respect. (laughs) Sam has a mic, everyone. Look out for dad jokes. (laughs) I said, say hi, Sam, when we were doing a little lens video, and she said, hi, Sam. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wow. Yeah. I'm going to take Sam's mic away now. <laughs> she, she had her mic for two minutes. R.I.P. Sam. <laughs> she was hilarious for one minute. Boycott of boycotts. I'm already exhausted, guys. Hey, guys. Seems innocuous, but here's why you might want to try a different greeting. <laughs> this almost this was almost the thing that broke me. It was a toss-up, but we had a late contender for what broke me, so you'll see that later in the episode. But this was the early contender for what <laughs> broke me. Cause come on, please. This guy seems inviting, friendly, maybe warm, even comedic at times. But it, like many male default terms, should not be normalized. Please stop, stop. Try walking into a room full of cisgender heterosexual men and triumphantly announce, hey gals, 
Okay, girls. Thanks, sis. Please. <laughs> I feel like a hostage. Please stop helping. Please stop with this stuff. The word guys no longer identifies as male. It's now non-binary. So I think we're fine, guys. All right, guys. We're cool, guys, right? Problem solved, guys. We got this, guys. Folks, everybody, scholars, team if you're at work, campers if you're in the forest, bay hive because it's always appropriate. <laughs> What's next? From Washington Examiner, climate activists from Greenpeace are found hanging around in Houston before the third Democratic debate. The protest against fossil fuels ended up shutting down the ship channel. Hanging around. I see what they did there. <laughs> <laughs> Is everyone an activist now? Some people would say that it's our duty, Bridget. <laughs> I don't feel the need to be an activist. I feel the need to be hilarious. It's so hot in here. I'm going to be delirious by the end of this. You know why? Climate change. <laughs> I love that I'm talking about climate change. I'm like, I don't know about all this climate change activism. Are you right, guys? Holy <laughs> It's so hot. But we do our part by not using AC. <laughs> because that's a choice. A choice we made because we're too broke to afford AC. <laughs> the climate change activists were hanging from the bridge in Houston. It was to stop the shipping tanks from coming through. But then they had to have all these first responders waiting for them under the bridge. And there was a car accident on the bridge where the, the climate change activists stopped their car. It just seems like a lot of... A waste of resources. A waste of resources, yes. Not only material, but the humankind. Mm -hmm. I feel like we needed a Sarah McLaughlin video <laughs> where I turn black and white. The human resources. <laughs> I don't want to wait. <laughs> and then it's oh, just not suddenly I'm wet. Oh. <laughs> Just looking at the camera with puppy dog eyes. <laughs> we cannot waste the human resources. A single tear. <laughs> Never woke enough. Chelsea Handler's documentary, Hello Privilege, It's Me, Chelsea. Thank you for having me here tonight. My name's Chelsea Handler, and I am as white as they come. <laughs> Everything today is getting an eye roll. The documentary that Chelsea's trying to do, which is hilarious just on the surface value because Chelsea Handler made millions and millions of dollars being a drunk mean girl. Had a talk show, was very nasty to people, made tons of money and was kind of just shallow. On its face value, it's fine. And I appreciate anyone trying to better themselves and I wouldn't want to just hold somebody to their persona forever. That doesn't seem fair either. So good for her for, you know, doing some introspection, looking at how maybe she can be less shallow. I got caught with dime bags on me with my boyfriend, Tyshawn, three times. And every time he was arrested and I was let go. It never occurred to me that it was a racial thing. But then on her Twitter feed, she was interviewing her ex-boyfriend about how he ended up going to jail and she ended up a billionaire or a multimillionaire. And right under it, she was promoting a podcast where she and her girlfriend were doing ayahuasca in Peru, which is the most white girl privilege 
ever. <laughs> it is like the pinnacle of white girl privilege. Yep. So what did you learn, actually? Zero, nothing. And then she's probably one of those people who's like, when I did ayahuasca in Peru. I'm going to Peru to do ayahuasca. That's supposed to be one of those transformative experiences. People say that it changes their life. Oh, my God. I was in a fetal position, position drinking pumpkin spice lattes. <laughs> I could taste the tears of the slaves in my latte. And then I came back into my body and I was like, I need to check my privilege. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, oh my God. Who got canceled this week? They tried to cancel Bill Burr. Yes. Bill Burr's special drop. Hey! And everybody was bad because everybody loves getting angry. The Me Too movement. White male privileged hipsters. I'm a male feminist. Bill Burr's just like cancel proof though because he doesn't give a f What's funny is anytime a comedian is getting canceled, which these high-level comedians aren't getting canceled, they're, they have too much of an audience. The minute that the left is disavowing one of these comedians or you know, challenging what they're saying or pushing back against some of their jokes. The right conservatives will def will be like, they're ours now, man. <laughs> one of us. <laughs> one of us. We accept a one of us. One of us. Gooba gobble. Gooba gobble. One of us. One of us. One of us. <laughs> and the right will be like, see, welcome to the right. They'll make a one of us. And the comedians are like, uh, uh, like, yeah, we're pushing get back against the woke scolds over here on the left, the new woke scolds, but you guys are like the OG woke scolds. <laughs> the rat is the OG moral scolds. <laughs> they are, though. They had the moral panic on lockdown for decades. Right. And now suddenly it's just swung the other way, but it's funny watching conservatives be like, one of us, one of us. And nobody owns comedians. You know, you the minute you think that you have a hold on a comedian, they're going to turn around and make you the butt of a joke. If you didn't learn that from Dave Chappelle, you're not paying attention. That's you. Comedians have no loyalty to anyone, and anyone who has ever dated a comedian knows this very well when they end up in their set. We'll sacrifice anything. We'll sacrifice friendships. We'll sacrifice family members. My family wasn't that supportive when I quit drinking. I was met by my entire family sitting around drinking, of course, with a reverse intervention. <laughs> we'll sacrifice relationships. We'll sacrifice our own dignity, all in service of the joke. The only loyalty any comedian has is to, am I going to say something that might elicit a laugh? We're gonna throw everyone under the bus. Are you not entertained? <laughs> <laughs> Apparently I have entertained too. I sure am. <laughs> Are you not entertained, people? The New York Times tweet, Shane Gillis racist remarks surfaced hours after SNL announced that he would be joining the cast. These remarks, I love the headlines. They're always like, oh, these remarks surfaced. Like they <laughs> bubbled up like a dead body in a lake. <laughs> <laughs> they bubble to the surface. I feel like they, they, they rise to the surface after a couple days. Yeah. When the like carbon monoxide gets yes. <laughs> bubbly. <laughs> yes, that's exactly what happens. <laughs> 
<laughs> the carbon monoxide gets bubbly and they rise. <laughs> and the, the dead body rises. Just like bad jokes from the internet. <laughs> no, somebody went digging for this. Somebody went and looked for these things and found them. Anthony Jeselnik said it best on Twitter once. He said... Trying to find an offensive joke in my Twitter feed would be like trying to find a needle in a needle factory. (laughs) (laughs) And that's the nature of comedy. I'm not defending racism. You can't expect to joke about something and not get pushback. The comedian's job is to be hyperbolic. That's a hill I would die on. I wouldn't die on the content of the jokes. Proof that we're living in a simulation. Vox did an article about robot priests. They can bless you, advise you, and even perform your funeral. Oh, that's great. (laughs) Just great. Now you can have your robot priest marry you and your sex robot (laughs) so that they can then come kill you, do a whole funeral service for you, run off together on some unnatural born killer's killing spree. Fantastic. Really looking forward to this future. Can't wait till my sex robot runs off with my robot priest. It's pretty terrifying. I'm going to do some reporting at one of the sex doll warehouses or makers, factories. Manufacturers. Prisons. They call them factories. I call them sex slave prisons. I'll be looking into the eyes of what will eventually be my death and yours. Stay tuned. Please smash that button. Please. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just an old lady trying to do a YouTube show. (laughs) What did we agree about smash that button? Please touch that bell, I beg you, please, uh, please. <laughs> okay. Fetacy. In fetacy news, Marianne Williamson was caught on a hot mic saying conservatives are nicer to her. Welcome to my world, Marianne Williamson. This is what I've been saying since 2016, but it is kind of a fetacy where reality has become parody and that she was on the mic and she was like, I just can't believe it. Why is it that the conservatives are nicer to me? Does it say that Fox News is nicer to me than the lefties are? I'm sorry? It, what does it say that the conservatives are nicer to me? And I cannot believe that they used to say the left was godless, and now they are godless. I understand why people on the right call them godless. I mean, it's like... I mean, it's crazy. What world are we living in? I didn't think the left was as mean as the right. They are. And that, Marianne, in 45 seconds, she basically explained the last three years of my life and how I've experienced the conservative-leaning people, right-leaning libertarians, are willing to have a conversation with me, and particularly the extreme left, not everybody on the left, they're very nasty and can be very cruel and just won't even engage. If you even affiliate with certain people, and it's crazy. It is a crazy world we're living in. I cannot believe. Oh, and then, fetacy of all fetacies, I said, LOL, welcome to my world, Marianne Williamson. And Donald Trump Jr. retweeted it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. Cancel. We need like a little red canceled button that flashes Flashes across. (laughs) (laughs) BDE award. Goes to, drumroll please, Andy Lasner. Andy Lasner is the executive producer for Ellen. 
he this week had to go into the streets of New York on what are those things called? A rickshaw? Pedicab. Uh, oh, a pedicab. <laughs> <laughs> Racist. <laughs> Andy had to drive around in a pedicab in New York, which is dangerous AF. Ellen at one of her 17 homes right now. Me biking through New York City. My legs are killing me. And Andy gets the BDE award because he consistently makes fun of himself. I don't have a lot of uh, lower body strength or upper body. And takes a hit and humiliates himself all in the service of Ellen. Hi there. Ellen is mean to me. And you know what? If you're a man who's willing to take those kind of hits, you must be pretty secure in your manhood, and therefore, you must have quite the BD. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? What was that? What was that? Was it an attempt at a wink? <laughs> Try it again. Try it again. <laughs> there we go. In capitalism always wins news. Ms. Monopoly. CNN tweet, unlike the classic game, women will collect 240 Monopoly bucks when they pass go, while male players will collect the usual 200. It's a fun new take on the game that creates a world where women have an advantage often enjoyed by men, the creators said. <laughs> the creators said. <laughs> First of all, if you know the history of Monopoly, it is the darkest it is so depressing and dark. You will cry yourself to sleep if you read about the history of Monopoly like I did last night. It's a woman, <laughs> Lizzie, I don't know how to say her last name, Maggie or Maggie, Maggi? Kamala. <laughs> Kamala. 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 M-A-G-I-E. She invented the landlord's game and it was all supposed to be about the dangers of monopolies and, and showing the danger of someone having too much. And she was very uh, progressive. She was very politically active. She worked for hours on this game, sold it. A guy took it, took credit for it, turned it, realized that people really liked the idea that they could just take all the land and compete with each other. <laughs> and then he got residuals off of it. And she ended up a stenographer. They said she was an old lady who talked about inventing board games. It's yeah. the saddest story. So they made this game, the new one, Miss Monopoly. And instead of reverting back to the original intention of the game, which is what they probably should have done, they're giving the, the women a leg up. Like, yeah, okay, because the best way to encourage confidence in women and their ability to compete with men is to treat them like they need some kind of handout or leg up in order to have a fair chance against the boys. No, I find it offensive. I am offended on behalf of my genitalia. <laughs> <laughs> and also unlike the game a man will take a woman's idea and monopolize it and make millions of dollars off of it while she dies in obscurity <laughs> right it's sad if i had one chance i would just go back in time and i would tell miss lizzie that capitalism always wins and that you should just worry about getting yours, girl. Go make yourself rich and F those boys. But she, she didn't.
If I was um, playing this game and I was a dude, I would just show up and be like, guess what? For this game, I identify as a woman. Check me. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, ladies. I'm a lady now. Also in Capitalism Always Wins, Smash Capitalism t-shirt. <laughs> you can buy a Smash Capitalism t-shirt for only one low payment of twenty two fifteen. And if you act now, you can smash capitalism for the low price of $22.15. Smash capitalism. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Ridiculous. Canceled. I'm in that, I'm in that case today. Well, it's a full moon. I take no responsibility for any of the words that come out of my mouth. <laughs> the irony is this that someone is making money off of smash capitalism shirts unless they're donating all their money to like the socialist group of America. Which they're not. And by the way, those shirts probably cost like freaking two fifty to make. So yeah, smash capitalism by taking a two dollar shirt, selling it for twenty two. Probably made in China somewhere too. Yep. By child slaves. Smash capitalism. Yeah. Now we have the Sprained My Eyes 9-11 edition. There were all I sorts. I like that meme. <laughs> the one where the girl's like, ugh. 9-11 <laughs> was this past week, and it's not a great day to be on social media. Yeah. And if you are on social media, you're bound to step in some shit, including our first lady, Melania, who wore a jacket that, <laughs> what was the deal? It was stitched it, with a... There was outrage that the stitching on the back of the jacket looked like a plane hitting a building. And the White House called it ridiculous because it, it is ridiculous. <laughs> but <laughs> it does kind of look like a plane hitting the Washington Monument. It does. It really does. It's That's what's weird about it. <laughs> I... Are, are these people just trolling us 24-7? Is this what's happening? Is the government just done being a government and now it's like, let's just blatantly fuck with everybody. This is the kind of stuff that makes it me convinced that we're living in a simulation because it's so next level ridiculous. A, the outrage is ridiculous because yeah, it could just be stitching more than likely, but then B, when you're at that level of scrutiny, there's a level of scrutiny that from one to 100, they're at 100. Yeah. All the time, under a microscope, everything. I'm at one. Maybe out five. Of that. No, one. <laughs> Maybe 1.5. And I'm somewhat aware. You can't help but become somewhat aware of yourself. So when you're at that level, you're not like some, no one's checking you. No one's like, hey, you know, Melania, I know you're going to take this picture from behind looking somber, but <laughs> you might call me crazy for thinking this. It does look like there's a plane flying into a building on the back of your jacket. <laughs> no one, none of her advisors, no one, no one said and that it's to her. Also, she's put messages on the back of her jacket yeah, before. This isn't the first time she's done something like that. So yeah, I'm, I'm convinced she's like a, a Malani, ninja troll, a sociopath <laughs> troll. Like she's, he might be the narcissist, but she's like will slit cut you in your sleep sociopath <laughs> level. Moving on to Lido Pizza. The Washington Examiner tweeted, Twitter users were outraged that Lido Pizza had chosen to commemorate the lives lost during 9-11 <laughs> with this pizza. Okay. Some even accused the pizza chain of using the day of tragedy to promote their food. I hate that it's like the worst faith take. Mm -hmm. So A, 
probably a bad idea to use a pizza. It's 2019. Just don't do anything. Like, it is 2019. Reach out to me, Bridget Fetacy, and say, Bridget, hey, our social media person was thinking of putting this tweet out with pizza in the shape of a flag on 9-11. And I would say, don't fucking do that. You're crazy. You're asking for a pylon. B, I don't like the bad faith interpretation that they were trying to just make money. I think probably they're relatively good people. It was like a just a stupid way to try and honor. They use it on 4th of July and they use it on, you know, probably other other patriotic holidays. What did you find, Memorial Sam? Day. Oh, yeah, the day before... 9-11, they tweeted that they donated $49,000 to the John Hopkins Children's Center. <laughs> yeah, so they're out there doing all these good deeds. Then the next day, they they make a gaffe and they get totally roasted for it. And everybody acts like they're these horrible people who are just, you know, capitalism does always win, but not all these people are bad. Leave these pizza makers alone. I mean, they make pizzas. They were probably just like, let's make an American flag pizza. I know. I just imagine this cute, it's a mom and pop store too. Yeah. I just imagine this cute just, little mom and pop and they're thinking they're doing something kind of cute and like. To honor the memory. Yeah. And I don't even know who is piling on it. It was probably the flag people. The flag people that come for us. <laughs> don't you desecrate our flag. <laughs> like free speech is free speech, which leads us to our next story. Flag people. Rudy Giuliani Rudy made a video. Rudy Giuliani. Oh, beautiful for heroes proved in liberating strife. What is this video even saying? Who more than self their country love? At first, when I saw this video, I didn't have any contacts. I just saw the video. I legitimately thought it was like some kind of Chinese propaganda against Hong Kong. <laughs> but it's also the message could have been like police protecting protesters, yeah, which is one of right. But then he like whips out his <laughs> baton, you know, like the message could have been America is so great that police will defend your right to protest. That's what I thought the message was until that until he. <laughs> gets his baton in order and is ready to go beat some protesters down. I was like, wow, this is pretty enlightened, pretty cool. This reminds me of the American president. You want to claim this land is a land of the free? Democracy doesn't come easy. If you love America, you have to be able to defend your flag. Then the symbol of your country cannot just be a flag. But also defend someone's right to... To burn it in to protest. To burn it in protest. The symbol also has to be one of its citizens exercising his right to burn that flag in protest. And I thought that that's what that message was. And then he gets you at the last minute and it's like, oh yeah, we're gonna beat the We're gonna beat you into submission. <laughs> and suddenly it took a really totalitarian, <laughs> like, whoa. That's I not the message. Not see that coming. He like flips his little visor down and runs in to go beat <laughs> some protester ass. Like, what kind of, and by the way, what, what does that have to do with 9-11? I don't know. It was so weird. He's losing it. Yeah. The, the olds. This is the old. This is the, the old. The boomers need to go because you're losing your marbles. And finally, in Breaking Bridget. So this came in right as we were writing this week's segment. Some hippie, some more than likely vaccinated anti-vaxxer hippie chick threw her diva cup 
at a bunch of California politicians and then screamed, this is the blood of babies! Actually, it's your uterine lining shedding, and this only proves that anti-vaxxers don't know shit about science (laughs) or the human body. (laughs) Okay. We would like to thank Warren Dent at ZenPro Audio and John Buchanus at Audio Editing Solutions. That is a mouthful. We want to do this for you daily. So sign up for our Patreon at the $10 level. You get the unedited version of this in which I am even more bananas than the version you're seeing on YouTube. Thank you, Cousin Maggie. Thank you, Sam. Thank you, Hope a dope with the cone head. Thank you, Stephanie Myers, for making sure that our mic was rigged. She is also an amazing musician. You should check her out. Thank you, Better Fantasy, for your research. Touch that button and write some comments. And smash that button, (laughs) Maggie. Oh, boy. Can we finish up here, please? (laughs) This has been your dumpster fire for the week of September 8th to September 14th. I'm Bridget Fettersee. Now make me rich. 